Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anyone even really care? <laughs> yes, they do, because it's time for another exciting episode of... Buckeye Bombast with Al Haven and the Boy! And we will get very bombastic on the Buckeyes today. There would be much bombast. We will bring forth unto this earth a good deal more bombast than ever it has had. Okay. This relatively short period of bombast is in regards to, that's right, the mighty, mighty Hoosiers against the Mm -hmm. Ohio State Buckeyes. Yesterday, we gave our picks, we gave our confidence, uh, relatively high, um, mostly because we're homers. We are unabashed <laughs> homers, and uh, so we're likely to always pick them, and probably very high. Uh, but today, we're going to give the why. And so I'm going to start with you, Nathan. Let's talk about the why. Well, there's a lot of why, so uh, hold on to your seats. I'm holding on um, to my seat now. Uh, let me start off with uh, the positives for Indiana, uh, because I think the negatives far outweigh, uh, and I'll get to that. But first, congratulations to Indiana. Uh, their first time as a top 10 team um, for a couple of weeks now, and their first ever top 10 matchup. So, uh, um, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, especially if you've never gotten to that point. So congratulations to them. Um, it'll be short-lived, but uh, at least they can say that they've been there. Yeah. Um, for terms of positives, um, like this year, especially compared to last year, um, is there is there rush defense? You know, I went back and I watched that game, and I really said, you know, what's really going to be different from from this year compared to last year? Uh, I mean, obviously, Ohio State shut down corners, um, and the the rushing, of course, by J.K. Dobbins. But we'll get to that. Um, the biggest thing, you know, Indiana does have a better rushing defense this year, uh, and they've been great with turnovers. Um, mostly, it's been other teams, you know, stupid mistakes. But um, Indiana, especially getting dominated statistically by Penn State and outgained by Michigan. Uh, what was the difference? And that was turnovers. Uh, they caused short fields. They really benefited from short fields. And they're great at making you pay for it. Uh, they continuously showed that throughout all their games. Uh, and that's definitely one of their strengths. I think that's a lot of their only strengths. I mean, they do have one of the better wide receiver duos in the league with Fry Fogel and Fillier. Um, they can score some points, but to get into the weaknesses now, um, yeah, we talked about it last time, neither you or I are high on Penix. Uh, he can, he's a good pocket guy, especially on third downs. You know, he sits in there, he mixes reads, he he can throw a good ball. He showed that he can, uh, but if you get any sort of pressure on him, he, he just chucks that ball up. He throws it to his outside. One of those two guys. He just throws it up, and uh, I think that's definitely a cause for concern. 
even against Ohio State backs, um, you, you can't be doing that each and every game and, and get away with it. Uh, and I think that'll that'll come to play in this game as well. Um, in terms of differences from last year, there's really not, especially when it comes to the offense of Ohio State. Um, and I wanted to bring this up because I, I think it's especially true, and you can give me your thoughts on it. Uh, Ohio State, and they've shown the past you know couple years, they are masters of the passing routes, you know, intermediate passing routes from like you know eight to fifteen yards. Uh, they have a bunch of different concepts. Great at those crossings, slant routes, comeback routes, out routes, um, things to get first downs uh, to keep teams off the field. Um, and that was a lot of what happened against Indiana. If it wasn't run, it was that. And they were, I think that's going to be the same thing here. You know, Indiana, uh, I don't believe is going to be, is going to benefit from Ohio state turning the ball over like they have other teams like Michigan state who turned the ball over, I think what, four times last week. Um, that's not going to happen. They're not going to control time of possession, especially they weren't able to stop that last year against Ohio State, and they're not going to be able to this year. And so I look at that. Indiana then is going to have to rely on going a long, a long field, a long distance to score touchdowns. And you know, they have good receivers I mean, against a weekend Ohio State secondary. That you know they may be able to pull some touchdowns out, but uh, it's it's not going to be enough. Uh, even. Ohio State's running game. Even Antique had a good game against them last year. Um, I, I think the offensive line will be improved. I think they're ready. They're fired up for this game, uh, especially because it's, I'd say, their first real challenge. But um, they, they know what's at stake, especially with the playoff rankings coming out next week, the, the first official uh, CFP rankings. Um Everything just points in Ohio State's favor. I mean, it's a, it's a 20-point spread. I think there's a reason, even though Indiana's ranked in the top 10, why Ohio State's still favored uh, by by 20 and a half. Um, and it's pretty clear that it's that offense. And, you know, the score was 51-10 last year. I don't honestly know if it's going to be that much different. Uh, I don't I don't think Indiana's going to be able to move the ball. Um, I think they'll get a couple scores without having to rely on trick plays like they did last year. Um, originally, I had to score 49-21 in favor of Ohio State. I'm going to drop a touchdown off of Indiana because uh, I uh, I maybe maybe call, call me the bombastic fan, whatever. Maybe my bias is showing there, but uh, I'm thinking 49-14. Ohio State's going to wail on them. Okay. Uh, Ohio State's going to come out there's no reason why they shouldn't be up, you know, two to three scores at the half, if that, if not more, um, and just be able to run right through them. Yeah, that, that was extremely compelling, and there was a certain eloquence to it that I, I just couldn't interject at all. You know, I wanted to, you know, just sit back and feel uh-huh. it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, I think you're right with respect to Indiana and how they've gotten it done. Um, I think what it's really getting to is they've been charmed a little bit. You know, I think is what you're saying. Uh, they have gone up against some teams that are struggling. Michigan, um, 
Rutgers, Penn State, Michigan State. Uh, these are not good teams, um, but they, they've done what Indiana has not been able to do in the past, and that is find a way. I think, yes, they are charmed quite a bit. It, there will be a debate forever as to whether or not um, Penix really did get that conversion against Penn State. Uh, you know, if I'm a Penn State fan, I get it. You know, we were there last year with the playoffs. You know, we 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 had a few really terrible calls go our way, and, and the inclination is to, yeah. to sit back on it and think, well, woe is us. You know, they took that from us. And if I'm a Penn State fan, I would absolutely feel that way. <clears throat> and, and to your point in that game, you're right as well. Penn State really otherwise dominated in terms of time of possession, uh, yardage, etc. And so, yeah, I mean, what it says is Indian has been pretty charmed to get to where they are. I think that works a lot uh, for teams that are, you know, uh, cohesive, a tight-knit family. And I hate to use that word because I think it's one of the cheesy things that coaches say anymore. You know, I made fun of, you know, coaches talking about, oh, you know, uh, we're really resilient and, uh, you know, we, you know, we had some adversity out there. It's like, clockwork every time that's all you're going to get from coaches kind of uh right at the end of a game oh we over we overcame this adversity you know another one is your family you know blah 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 um but i think in situations like these where you get a team like indiana they are equal parts of the competition's probably not that great number one number two um you know, they are getting things kind of go their way getting short fields etc they're kind of charmed but I think a third element of it, and, and, and it's what you see in the teams that are 4-0, like Indiana here, or Minnesota last year when they had their run, I think they really are a family. And I saw that watching uh, them play uh, when Tom Allen's son got hurt. You know, they were the whole team ran out there. Um, of course, the coach is going to go out there. It's his son, right? But even still, I mean, it, you, you, you felt that. And right. similarly... You kind of saw that in 2014 with Ohio State. I mean, that's kind of charm on the next level, right? Because then you're talking about an elite team that really does experience that feeling of family. I think that's what happened in 2014 is that all came together for them. So I think that's what we're seeing with Indiana, right? Because I, I, I was thinking about, I know a lot of Ohio State fans are getting nervous about this. And the real reason is, number one, <laughs> you know, Ohio State really didn't, look that great their first game they 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 curb stomped nebraska but uh there were some definite flaws there penn state similar you know they 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 just and especially in the in the aftermath seeing what has become the penn state you kind of look back at that and think wow we only won by 13 we should have won by 30 you know right um and then you know, we didn't. We had a whole week to fester over the carnival <laughs> that was the Rutgers game, you know. And so, right. everybody's getting worried about it. But when you take a step back at it, and you look at it just like you said. Well, let's, how is Indiana getting it done? You know, you talked about kind of the charmed piece of it. Um, they do have a tight knit family, etc. But I, I think that really does only go so far when you're playing uh, teams. Uh, of equal or lesser competition. And I think in their case this year, Michigan is not as good of a team. They don't have the experience. Um, Penn State, 
they had a lot of issues. You know, not only did they lose players, but they lost Journey Brown to injury. They lost Micah Parsons. Um, you know, a couple of key pieces that they really needed because they were losing so many other key pieces to you know the draft and graduation and whatnot. Penn State was not as good of a team. Um, so the charmed piece of it, that family piece, you know, troubled with um, you know playing equal or lesser opponents. They're not getting that against Ohio State. I did want to yeah kind of add on to that point, and I, I acknowledge the fact that Tom Allen. Uh, he, he does have that team believing. I mean, you see, he celebrates with his players. I mean, he, uh, he's got bruised up, I mean, you know, black eyes, uh, chip teeth, you know, from button, button helmets, uh, of players. Uh, he, he's all in. Uh, and I think he even, you know, at the season said, you know, write down to his team, write down names of, of teams that you think we're going to lose to. Uh, and he said, if you said Ohio State, uh, well, I don't want you playing, you know, like he, he, he is confident, especially yeah. the, the team that his team is playing that they can beat Ohio State and I, they're going to be fired up there. There's no doubt about that. Um, so I do acknowledge that they're playing well, they're going to be ready for this game. Um, but like we talked about, uh, there, I just don't think. They they just don't have the depth, and I don't think they have the answer for Ohio State's offense. They have not seen right. uh, a competent offense yet. They really haven't. So, anyways, continue. Yeah, so I agree with that. And, um, okay, so what I was saying, right? He had that kind of three-headed monster for a team like uh, this 2020 Indiana team. You know, similar to the Minnesota team last year. You know, they have a lot of charm in certain things that kind of, fall their way they have that real family attitude and they're typically playing teams of when you really look at it on paper equal or lesser opponents and like like i said and i think you nailed it right there i mean they haven't played anybody competent yet and, and that's really kind of the issue with um michigan and penn state this year they're just not competent in what they're doing they did lose a lot of key pieces but they're not competent I think Rutgers and Michigan State just aren't very good football teams. So, yeah, I, I and what I was about to say is that I don't think that charm piece for some teams goes away right away. It kind of lasts with that, that whole year. That's kind of what makes that year special. It's what it made it special for um, Minnesota. So I, I think we'll probably see some of that. I think we'll see some of that uh, charm happen there. They might get a, a ball bounce their way here or there. But at the end of the day, this is not a team that is of equal or lesser uh, talent or skill or whatever. This is a, a team that's far superior, uh, and you're playing that team on their home field. I don't care if it's COVID or not. Um, it's a lot harder, even if you have to ride a bus just for a couple of hours from Bloomington to Columbus. It, I think it's a lot harder to have to go travel somewhere, you know, be out of the comfortable confines of your place, Go play a team that just kind of rolls out of bed, so to speak, into their own stadium and uh, is ready to go. Um, and I think you're right. Ohio State is very competent what they do up until what they're doing right now with setting the edge and, and you know, playing in the secondary. Otherwise, they're a pretty competent team and a very highly skilled team. Uh, and so I, I think the more I sat and 
thought about it. I was worried initially, and I did, you know, look at their common opponents. Um, they played two of them, uh, Rutgers uh, and Penn State. And you know, if you kind of mash that all together, it, Ohio State did perform better, not 21 points better uh, against those two teams, but they did perform better. And then when you add up all the numbers and look at, you know, how, how they fared, what they score, what they're likely to score at home and away and things like that, Ohio State comes out on top. I mean, they're going to win this game. But I was a little worried about it until I started thinking about some of those things. And, and that's just it. Ohio State is not even remotely close to being of equal or lesser talent. They may be in terms of experience, but that's only really on the defensive side of the ball. They have a lot of experience uh, on the offense. So that's right. why. And you're not going to see Justin Fields, you know, just completely miss a uh, receiver right in the middle, airmail him, and, you know, Indiana return it back to the 10 yard liner. Or like Joe Milton, just throw it to a linebacker that's all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Justin Fields is not going to do any of that. Yeah. And you made a point. One of the things you said that kind of stuck in my mind is, you know, speaking of Justin Fields, you talked about Ohio State being extremely good um, and probably uh, the, the premier team at um, that passing game and some of the things they do, especially with the uh, comeback route, the, those intermediate uh, routes and things like that. And I think that comes down to, and it goes back to this, this, this competency. Uh, of this Ohio State offense, and that it's just they're far too competent to 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 have Indiana overcome it. And it's a, it's an offensive line that's good at, at what they do. They give the time and protection. Skilled five-star receivers running their routes well, and a quarterback, most especially, that knows how to go through their progressions. You had that. The last several quarterbacks, it's probably debatable with, with J.T. Barrett. I, I really do think he was there his freshman year. Something happened after that injury. You know, something happened after J.T. Barrett's injury uh, because he was a much different quarterback before that. And I would argue that he was one of these two. That right. He knew how to go through his progressions. He would hit the right receiver. So when you have those players doing those things, you have an offensive line giving protection. You have receivers running the proper routes and staying, you know, you know, with the uh, with the play. Meaning they don't just hey, I rim a route, it's not there, so I'm just going to stand here, right? They, they know what to do. And a quarterback that knows that that guy, you know, on a ten yard route, he's over there. I already know he's over there. If it's not where it's supposed to be, I'm going to throw it over there. And they're always open because he, he, he has that time to go through those progressions, those receivers, they find that hole in the zone or whatever, and boom, there it is. Yeah, and I look at it too from the opposite side, and it's really the same thing that Indiana's always done against Ohio State. What's half of their offense? It's chucking the ball up uh, to, their, uh, to their receivers on the outside. I mean, you look at all the other games, uh, you know, the past few years, that's pretty much what they've done. And they, you know, the one year they had a lot of success was that 2018 team, um, you know, where they scored, I don't know how many points they scored in the upper 20s, maybe low 30s. 
Uh, Ohio State still won handily, but you know they did score a lot of points there. Um, yeah, the you know that 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 was stuck into my mind when I was thinking about well, are they going to be able to score all these touchdowns? Um, I think they'll win some of those jump balls, but the at the end of the day, like we talked about, I just don't think Penix uh, is accurate, especially when you put him under pressure. Uh, he 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 is good if if you give if you give him enough time, and he can go through those reads. Um, I, part of me thinks Ohio State is going to start sending blitz packages because uh, I think they see that too. Uh, if you just get any pressure on them, you can really get to them. Um, well, it's not just the pressure. I agree with you, but I don't think it's just the pressure. It's his footwork. And this is what I've noticed with him. Yeah. And, and, I, and I've heard a couple of the announcers talk to it as well. It's just there are times he's a lefty, and I don't know if that's the issue. I really don't. But. Uh, Maybe it has something to do with how I perceive how he looks with his footwork. But there are plays where he gets twisted around. And he either airmails it, or more likely than not, he will throw it at um, the receiver's feet. That's happened several times. I've seen it a lot with him. And I think you're right. Getting that pressure, but doing so in a very specific way that gets him to do that, to, to get him to get twisted around, and throw that bad ball. He's getting pressure. Yeah, it seems it seems that they do better at forcing him to throw back to his left, uh, because at least from what I've seen, and he get his he gets his left foot behind, and he's not square with the shoulders. Uh, right, and that that seems to be his worst side. I don't know that's just my take, but yeah, no, I, I agree, I and mean, that I think that's all part of it with the footwork and how you square your shoulders uh, and things like that. Um. So yeah, I, I'm not. He, he's good. I mean, he's a good quarterback. You know, he's helped get this team four and zero. So it's not like he's terrible. He's he, his nine touchdowns to three interceptions, uh, over 300 yards the past couple of games. So he's not terrible. Yeah, a lot of jump balls, but even sometimes there's kind of an art to that uh, to be able to do it that consistently. And part of that is is he has a good solid receiving core. Indiana Freifogel, what's the other guy? I know Hendershot is the uh, Tied yeah, hundred shots. Are, I didn't Watt Fillier. Yeah, Watt Fillier. I mean, these names are. It really does when it's Fry Fogel, Watt Fillier, Hendershot. I feel like I'm reading a '50s, uh, you know, Archie, uh, the Archie's magazine uh, the comic <laughs> book or something with these these names. In, in Indiana, I mean, it fits perfectly. Uh, Archie, Jughead, Fry Fogel, Watt. Watt today. Where's Watt Fillier today? Uh, I don't know, Archie. Let's go ask Jughead. Um, you know, a, a day in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, he's got a good, solid receiving core. He's a pretty good quarterback. He's not a great one. He's not elite like Justin Fields, uh, but he's pretty good. Um, so I agree. They need to get pressure on him, and it's the way they get pressure uh, to get his get him twisted around. I think was what will be valuable uh, when they do that. I think another thing right. about. Indiana and that offense is there is when you go look at you know offense defense and you look at strength against strength I think the strength of um, Indiana in their offense is their passing game they are incredibly weak running the ball I, I think Stevie Scott's a pretty good running back he can get those yards here and there and I think Ohio State unfortunately on some third and fourth and ones will give Stevie shot that I don't say gives hard, but I think he'll definitely get those sometimes against Ohio state. 
but otherwise, he is not a back against – this is Ohio State's biggest strength on defense against their biggest weakness. And I think this is probably where a lot yeah, of the absolutely. game is going to, to rely. Right? We, we talked about a quarterback that if you get him twisted around, he's going to make mistakes. He's not going to be throwing – he's not going to be winning all these jump balls against Ohio State like he did against some of these other teams. And to top that off, you then have Ohio State's absolute strength on, on the defense right up the middle uh, versus their biggest weakness. They are not going to be on schedule. That, that's another new one, right? We talked about explosive plays yeah. last time. Uh, on schedule, that's like the latest one in the past few years, past couple of years, and I've heard it a lot this year. The other team's got to stay on schedule. Yeah, that means... Uh, they gotta keep themselves out of second and long six. <laughs> they gotta get those yards on first down, second down. Get themselves into a manageable uh, third and short situation. Um, okay, yeah, it's a nice phrase, and you know, it just gets old after a while, just like explosive plays. But I think it's key here. Uh, they will not be able to stay on schedule because they will not be able to run on Ohio State. Yes, I do think they will get some of yeah. those third ones, some of those fourth ones. Sure. But they will not consistently be able to run up that middle. They'll have to try to get to the edge. I don't think Indiana wants to do that. I do think they want to pass, throw up some of those jump balls. So I don't think they're going to be able to, quote unquote, stay on schedule um, because you have Ohio State's biggest strength on defense against their biggest weakness that's going to prevent them from doing that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Another uh, factor. I haven't talked about uh in fact Ohio State really hasn't played a complete game yet. Um I mean the past two games they, they dominated Penn State Rutgers in the first half and then they kind of just you know threw through in the through in the towel. Uh I mean they pretty well just kind of coasted uh, and you saw that Penn State tried to come back Rutgers through all those trick plays. Um even if Ohio State does dominate the first half I don't I don't think you're going to see that this week. I think Ohio State's going to stay focused for all four quarters. We're finally going to see them play a complete game. Uh, when you have a team that has as much depth as they do, uh, Indiana won't be able to match that. No, they'll only be they'll only be able to go uh, stride for stride for so long. Uh, and then once that happens, Ohio State's just going to wail on them even more. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all based upon the fact that I think Ohio State is going to play a complete game. But I really think they are, uh, especially with with how big this game is. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, another thing that came to mind as you were talking earlier was, you know, Ohio State's rushing. You know, another thing that uh, when I went out in the past couple of days and I was looking on them, their internets, there's a bunch of folk out there talking about, uh, you know, hey, Ohio State ran all day long on them, their Hoosiers last year with Dobbins. And they ain't going to run all day long in the Hoosiers this year. I do think Indiana's best part of their defense is the run defense. Yes, you had mentioned earlier, Master Teague, he got himself some last year. I think it was basically average about 10 yards a carry. I remember that he had like one long touchdown. I think I remember that correctly. Um, but by that time, I think Indiana was beaten up. Dobbins had already done a number on him. They, they were exhausted. Line was opening up vast holes, pieces of real estate for Master Teague to run through. I, I think Ohio State, if there's something that I really want to see in this game, I want to see Ohio State 
look good running the ball. And, and that means I have accepted that Master Teague and Trey Lydell Ross Sermon are not Dobbins. They're not going to <laughs> always get those uh, explosive plays, but they're good running backs. At least Master Teague is. And if used properly, like with that, that um, outlet pass, which worked well for them a few times against Rutgers, you know, using him in that situation, but establishing a run that looks like that was your purpose. And I, I think that's what's been missing from Ohio State. They've been doing a decent job rushing the ball. It, it hasn't been bad. It's been pretty good. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I think they only, for, for what they have, I mean, they, they're only, I think, averaging one, one yard less per carry uh, so far than they did last year, which, I mean, it is not all that bad. No, it's not all that bad. I mean, that can be, I mean, when you're talking about that small of a number, right, that, that is a big percentage potentially. But, but you're right. I, I, that was kind of my point. They are not doing a bad job running the ball. It's just that when you watch them in these three games, you you leave that game thinking it didn't feel like that's really what they wanted. You know what I'm saying? Um, that, that that their purpose was a little bit different than what I saw happening. Um, and, and that's kind of what I'm looking for this game. I think, yes, we, we're going to have some really beautiful, there's going to be plays um, to Alave and Wilson at the very least that we're going to say, dude, did you just see that? That was you know, I mean, we're going to have that reaction. Yeah. We're going to have a few of those plays. So what I'm really looking for in this game is having them coming away with a, a rushing performance. I don't need to see, to use Jesse Palmer's phrase, explosive plays. I'd like to see them in the running game. I don't necessarily need to see that. I need to come away feeling that, yes, what you did in the running game was on purpose. That's what you wanted to do, and that's what you wanted to establish uh, in that game. Um, because I do think, you know, similar to biggest uh, strength against biggest weakness, if there is one on the flip side, I think it is that too, right? Uh, their, their rush defense, I do think, is their stronger suit. Uh, and our rush offense right now is our weakest suit. It's just relative. Right. And I think, too, I kind of along those lines, I want to see, you know, can Ohio State, you know, get – be able to run the ball, like on a third and six, like, you know, JK had that one awesome touchdown where he broke six tackles last year. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to see that as well. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that we think we have with respect to Ohio State, Indiana? No, we were quite bombastic on this game. There was, there was a bit of bombast in there. A sprinkling if you will. So what else? Anything else happened? I know we've lost a couple more games <laughs> uh, on our list. Have we uh, since yesterday? I thought, well, I, I, haven't, just, I haven't checked it. I, I was just really speaking generally. You know, we, we've lost, I think, kind of coupling it with last last episode, right? I mean, we, we've lost a few games. Oh, gotcha. Um, well, I'll check and see if we've lost any more. I don't think so, but I'll check. No, I don't think we've lost any off of our pick list, but I do think uh, a couple more games did get postponed. Uh, kind of where I was going. Uh, they weren't ones that we ended up picks, and I don't know which they were off the top of my hip. There were a couple more that were uh, postponed. 
<laughs> so I just apparently Tulane and Tulsa are zero zero at the half. <laughs> well, I mean, we talked about it. That we both picked Tulane. It's fine. Right? Um, yeah. What well, What was funny is I think we took them both with the same amount, right? Two. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. Um, so far, yeah, I've, I've yeah, no other ranked games have been postponed. Yeah. So hope that uh, stays the same. I right, real quick, um, you know, maybe quick thoughts uh, on if you think Ohio State needs to needs to blow Indiana out in order to have a top top three, top four polling uh, when the first rankings come out on Tuesday. No. I, I don't think they do. The reason being is I, I, I think, and it obviously it's good for us because we're Ohio State fans, but I, I think that um, the media has generally settled upon uh, the idea that, yeah, we, we've seen Ohio State not look all that great, but we still think they're, a, they're one of the four best teams. You know, you look at uh, you know, Paul Feinbaum, he'll come out with his top four, and you know, Herb Street and, you know, some of these others and consistently, right. consistently you see Ohio State in the top four. Um, and I think I've seen a lot of articles in the past week and it's like everybody wants to preface it by saying, oh, we can't believe we're here. Indiana's on in the top 10. OK, great joke. We've, we've read it now 50 million times. You don't need to start out every <laughs> article like that. And it almost feels like they continue to do that to give themselves maybe the um, the ability to say if Ohio State does keep this one way too close, but they can say, well, you know, we don't know that Indiana is really a top ten team, and Ohio State had struggled. But I think that's hard. You know, I, I think that's really tough um, because I, well, I, think I think it. I think they'll say that either way. If even if Ohio State blows them out, or they win a close one. Well, yes, that's true. They'll say that they just weren't a top ten team. Um, but I do think ultimately it is a top 10 team. And if what is proven to be really bad competition didn't keep any of them from saying Ohio State is a top four team, certainly a top 10 team, whether you think they should be there or not, if they play them close, you know, why would it be any different? I guess is my thing. Um, so I think as long as they win and they win the rest of the games, I, I don't, don't think it really at this point that it's going to matter, um, especially when I look yeah. at you know who who else, right? When your who else is potentially UC or BYU, then nah, I don't think it's going to matter, right? Yeah, because um, it's not Georgia anymore. Now A and M, you know A and M, Florida, yeah, they're up there, and then and and I think really where you're going to is the college football playoff selection, right? Their first playoff. Right. Ranking. Yeah. So yeah, that, that I, I think there might be some uh, concern there. You do have Florida and A and M uh, both playing very well right now. Um, their losses are two top teams, right? A and M to uh, Bama and Florida to A and M. So um, I think there might be some of that, but I, yeah, just. Yeah, I think as long as they win, they're yeah. gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It'll just be be interesting to see where, where the first ones, you know, with them sitting at four and zero, and other yeah. teams sitting at seven, eight, zero. Yeah, I think what will be interesting from that first college football playoff 
Yeah, so I, there were a couple of episodes back, right? I said that I think the conversation is going to be had at some point. Um, you know, should we try to expand this? Not long after that, the both the uh, selection committee said that they would be flexible on maybe changing the date at which they select. Now, that's not a huge deal, but it does show, right, that they're willing to do that. And in addition, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl came out and said, hey, we're flexible. If you guys want to move this, that's okay with us. Right, yeah. so so the, them showing flexibility, you know, may, may lead uh, to something like that. I'm saying that because I think what would be interesting about the college football playoff, not so much Ohio State, but where do they put UC and BYU, Florida A and M, and some of these? Is it going to look right and feel just like last year, or is it going to maybe look a little different? If it looks a little different, I don't know what that is. I can't describe that right now. I think I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> I may not. I don't know. Right. Um, but if it if it looks any different in any way than what we're used to, who knows, right? You you got that flexibility that they're showing in moving their dates, the venues being flexible, and hey, we'll move our dates, etc. So I don't know. That's what's going to be interesting for me. Yeah. I, well, I know Ohio State wins. They... I think they'll be in the top four, and I think. I'd be looking for that other stuff. All right. I mean, I know I, they they said yesterday that as of right now, they're they're keeping all of their dates the same. They plan to crown a champion on January 11th. Um, I think you know they they did say they were flexible, but I it seems like they don't want to do that. They're they only that's like worst case scenario that they have to move either the semifinal games or the championship game back. Yeah, that yeah, those scenarios are really going to come down to the NFL, honestly. Um, Rose Bowl, Trigger Bowl, uh, you play a game once a year. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you can figure it out, right? It's not like you have other right. competing, uh, competing things going on. Um, right. Yeah, it'll come back, get, come down to the NFL and how ticked off they get because at some point, if you were to move these things into uh more into january then you are competing with the play uh yeah, the nfl playoffs and if at any point you decide you're going to expand your playoffs or move other bowl games then you know the nfl might get really ticked off who knows yeah okay what do you think then do you think that maybe we are done with this i suppose highly Compelling and bombastic. Look, I bombast without leaving in the boy. All, right. All right. All right. All right. All right.